A reading from Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 34. Listen now for the word of the Lord. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Jesus told the crowds all these things in parables. Without a parable, he told them nothing. The word of the Lord. There's been a lot of talk about a new normal. On the way out of the door, we grab our phones, our wallets, our keys, and now our masks. Our personal space bubbles have grown. We wash our hands, we spritz hand sanitizer, we wipe down light switches and doorknobs. While we might crave the old normal, these new habits are an important way that we love our neighbors. But do you ever have mornings right before you wake up, before your eyes even open, when you forget, maybe just for a second, that we're in the middle of this pandemic? Or have you ever found yourself automatically putting on your mask, instinctively taking a step back when someone gets too close? Do you ever, even just for a moment, forget the old normal entirely? Humans are resilient, so, so resilient. We adapt and improvise, we cope and adjust. This isn't to say that the new normal is good or fun or particularly helpful for anyone's emotional well-being. It's just to say that the new normal has become, well, normal. And the tremendous tragedy is that this new normal includes a mind-boggling amount of death and loss and grief, stress and instability and financial worry and isolation. So enter the parable of the leaven. This parable of the leaven is the smallest of Jesus's parables, and it comes right after the mustard seed, so it's often tacked on as an unimpressive aside. A little afterthought. The leaven and the yeast and the resulting bread, these are normal, simple, everyday things. But first century leaders would have been a little shocked to hear Jesus comparing God's kingdom to leaven. In the first century, leaven was a metaphor for rot, emblematic of the infectious process of putrefaction and death and decay, which technically they weren't wrong about. Any sort of fermentation is, in essence, rotting. And this leaven, this agent of rottenness, is taken by a woman and mixed, or in Luke's retelling, hidden, in three measures of flour. Three measures of flour, which would have been enough to feed a hundred people. It amounts to either a tragic amount of rotten flour or a comically large amount of bread, and we're left guessing. Now, it's typical of Jesus to punctuate his parables with unpredictability and parabolic speech, 
a camel trying to get through the eye of a needle, cutting off the offending hand, throwing pearls before swine, leaven hidden in bushels of flour. It's intended to unbalance the listener, or as one commentator put it, to pollute expectations, crash the respectable party, spike the punch bowl, and direct your breath just right so it fans the flames of resistance. And I would argue that Jesus is doing just that. When he employs the image of leaven in this parable, he's turning our earthly associations on their heads. This leaven spreading like rot in bushels of flour was meant to paint the image of unchecked, uncontrollable growth. Kingdom growth that could not be halted and could not be prevented. Hidden growth, undetectable to those who don't know where to look. And so in the hands of God, this rottenness is transformed into vitality. Something bad is turned into something good. Now let me be very clear, this is not saying that everything happens for a reason. This is saying that nothing, not even the most rotten, the most dire, the most tragic, nothing is out of God's reach. This is to say that the work of God cannot be halted. And this is saying that love and wholeness and restoration and peace will indeed prevail on earth. And we're called to bear witness to this yeastiness and participate with God in growth, working for substantive justice, loving neighbors deeply, practicing forgiveness radically, with hands that pray ceasingly and feet that are quick to move, but friends. The good news here is that we don't work alone. There's another agent hiding leaven in the barrels, burying an emergent and dynamic and unstoppable force in our world. And with eyes to see, we catch glimmers of this agent. The Holy Spirit grinning in the corner with flower-covered hands and chuckling to herself, they'll never know what hit them. Like many of you, I have a sourdough leaven of my own. Its name is Bredger Allen Doe, and it's just like having a pet. Bredger lives in a little Tupperware in my fridge, and each week I take it out for feeding, four ounces of flour and four ounces of water, and then I sit back and I watch the kingdom of heaven unfold in miniature. With the addition of flour and water, the leaven grows and grows and grows until it nearly spills out of the Tupperware. It's an incredible display of abundance, tinged with microscopic mystery. And Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like leaven. And by the time it's done growing, there's far more than I could ever need for baking. But there's good news. You can take and share big chunks of leaven without killing it. Like that age-old saying that the candle doesn't dim by lighting another. And Jesus said the kingdom of God is like leaven. And here's another fact. If I were to send some leaven to a friend across the country or around the world, their resulting bread would taste completely different from mine. Because it's flavored by water and air, 
Levin can never be one size fits all. Rather, it creates beautiful diversity and flavor rooted in each and every specific context. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like leaven. And then it's time to bake. First add more flour and water and knead the dough. Then it goes into the oven and you wait until your whole house smells like sweet and cozy yeastiness. When the bread comes out of the oven, you hold your ear close, you can hear the crust crackling. And then this is the most important step. While it's still warm, cut off a slice, add butter and raspberry jam, take a big bite, and delight, really delight in what has been made. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like leaven. Friends, this parable invites us to peer behind the normal, the mundane, the everyday, to examine the microbiology of the ordinary, to discover God's mystery, abundance, generosity, diversity, and delight that is accessible to us even now. And in so many ways, this requires faith, to trust in things unseen, to hope for a different future, for the triune God is indeed active in all things, yeasty and dynamic, unpredictable, uncontrollable, radical, and unexpected. Or as God says in the book of Isaiah, I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In the name of the Creator, and the Savior, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.